Welcome to the Creators Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Dandeshi, and today's guest is John D'Amico, founder of Rock and Walk Tours. There's so much rock and roll history right here in the Sunset Strip, and today we get a unique insider's perspective on the West Hollywood music scene. I'm so honored to be here. That's right. I mean, honestly. Yeah, good. Thank it's, you. It'll be good. You know, yeah. West Hollywood is one of the most walkable cities Absolutely. in, in uh, California, and uh, you do a lot of that walking. I do. Us, so. Yeah. I do. And I enjoy it. And I like showing West Hollywood because it's the spot on the West Coast, period. I don't care what anyone else says. <laughs> that's I, what we say. So that's what we're going to dive into today. Yeah. Cool, cool. Why that's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And when we were thinking about, you know, different guests, I mean, you totally like encapsulate so much about what West Hollywood is about. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is cool. So I, we're going to talk all about rock and walk tours. We're going to hear a little bit more about your background okay. and, uh, and definitely want to pick your brain as far as your favorite spots and and sort of that insider knowledge about West Hollywood. But before we kind of dive in, want to bring everybody up to speed um, about you. You kind of have this special relationship with West Hollywood, right? You've been here, what, 25? No, almost oh, 30 years. Almost 30 years. But I've been coming here since the late 70s. I hate to date myself, but you no. know, I, I used to come here back in the punk days, see shows, played some shows. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, so tell us a bit about yourself and when when that sort of... This relationship with West Hollywood began. Well, I'm I'm a native uh, Angelino here, so I was born in L.A. Um, kind of grew up in Huntington Beach, and that's when the punk scene started mm -hmm. happening. Then I was just you know surfer down there, uh, saw punk bands, played in punk bands, and a lot of those bands came up here and played. Mm -hmm. So I was hanging out here in the late '70s. I started playing in bands up here, and uh, I started playing with a band called Stalag 13. This was an old punk band from the 80s, early 80s, that were making a comeback because it was kind of the punk revival in the early yeah. 90s. And within about, pretty much within about two years of moving to the Strip, I was playing sold-out shows at the Whiskey. And I'm no very deal, fortunate. No big deal, by the way. No big deal. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> but, but I just couldn't believe it. And I was That's very amazing. fortunate. I had a lot of nice people that I dealt with. And to be in that position and then really grasp, you know, what was really going on and then really getting into the music element of what I was doing as a young kid, but actually sort of making a living doing it, yeah. doing it was was kind of a kind of a rush. And then um, I played with that band for a while. Then I was another band called Slick 50. I really got to know and live, you know, uh, my dream here and doing that. And from there, um, I went into managing bands and then somehow I got into stage managing. Somehow. Somehow. Right? It's, it's <laughs> like, you know, you know, you just make those connections. Yeah, they connect, I mean, and also it makes sense with your background. So. Right. And so yeah. I worked my way up to being a stage manager for... Uh, Guns N' Roses, mm -hmm. Alice in Chains, Three Doors Down, Three Days Grace. We may have heard of them. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Motley Crue, Avenged Sevenfold, um, Creed, uh, Daltrey, Stone Temple Pilots, which was a really great, fun job to do. I worked festivals. I've worked at the Nokia Theater, and and it was a rush. And so yeah. you were traveling all over with these bands at that point? No. So... Probably should tell your audience what exactly stage manager does is I work at a venue, and when you work at a venue, mm -hmm. you need someone who manages the stage. So basically, regulars would bring the band on stage, and you get the band on stage, and then you just kind of make sure nothing goes wrong. It's mm -hmm. not really that hard of a job, yeah, unless something Always. goes wrong. Yeah, something right. goes wrong, right? <laughs> then all the fingers point at you. People always ask me who is you know good to work with, who wasn't. 
I say about 95% of the people that I work for, bands, yeah. all that, were really cool. And then there's always a couple few people, just like any industry, that are difficult. But it was a lot of fun. So I did that. And then uh, I started working for KISS, the band KISS. They started this arena football league. I don't know if you guys have heard of the LA KISS football right. team. Yeah. My friend was a big photographer at the time, and he says, I need someone to produce my photographers. So I produced the photographers for the LA KISS football team down in Anaheim. So I worked for Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley. Amazing. And uh, it, that was the best job I ever had. But unfortunately, the that folded. Mm-hmm. Um, the team folded. Um, and I said, what am I going to do? Do I want to stage manage again? Do I?" The, the problem with, with me stage managing at different venues that were, a lot of them were not in LA, it's just a lot of driving. Yeah. And I live right in the middle of West Hollywood, which is kind of ground zero. And I thought, you know, I know everyone here. I play yeah. everyone here. No one's doing a tour of this area. Maybe I should be that person. So I kind of studied a lot of what I've done, talked to people, talked to authors, talked to people who lived it, even my own stories, everything. And I put together this tour. It kind of took off right away. I, I, you know you know when you start something, you just don't know what's going to happen? Yeah, of course. Boom. And I was just like, wow, people are embracing this. Because I'll just say this much about me. I'm all in. Yeah. So when I do the tour, you probably, yeah, I'm all into what I do. (laughs) So I'm all in and I'm giving you stuff from my past on the strip, off the strip and what people have told me or Mm -hmm. people that I know on the strip. And so I'm bringing that to you. Mm -hmm. And so it took off really well. What year was this that you started? uh, Beginning of 2018. So about five years ago. You said something a little bit ago that I have to draw attention to. You mentioned that West Hollywood is ground zero yeah. of, you know, certainly it's almost like rock and roll history. I mean, obviously there, you know, there's a lot of it in other parts of the country, but there is so much history here and you've lived. Oh, wait, what's that pause for? Well, you even can't even talk about the history of rock and roll without saying the Sunset Street. Of course. I exactly. mean, this is a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. I'm talking back from classic rock to early glam to the metal years to punk to you know the hair days Mm -hmm. the speed melt this is it exactly i know people copy this (laughs) like you know i take people into different places like wow that that seemed like no that is the real is the real deal that's it yeah there is no everyone else is trying to be this Mm -hmm. so uh, this history has to be shown, and this is what I why I enjoy this so much. I, I love it because it it really it's it makes it so much more tangible. Yeah, because that's the whole thing is it's like we know we know these artists, we know these bands, we know the songs, right? You know, and we've probably even seen like random images, like it could have even been like a Polaroid taken, like after a show. I mean, right? Depending on what era, obviously. Yes. But I mean, these are you know when you get to walk into all of these places along the Sunset Strip. I mean, I know that you feel. The same way. I mean, it's palpable. Yeah. And then you've got your own stories as well, too. And and what's fun is taking people to a place and say, this occurred here with this person, with people you didn't even expect. Mm -hmm. And they're like, wow, I can already kind of feel it. Mm -hmm. And then they're literally sitting in that spot. Then I show a picture of, of, of these people literally sitting in the spot they're sitting in doing certain things. Yeah. (laughs) That... Sometimes are salacious. Yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> but it's kind of fun that's for West my. Hollywood. Th- that's West Hollywood. I mean, <laughs> totally. The, yeah. the thing about my tour is it. My tour is not like one of these glam tours no. of oh, we're wonderful. We do no. This is from the street. I've lived it. And I give you the good, the bad, the ugly. Because I want to give you the real deal. I want yeah. you to feel it and embrace it. And people want to hear the truth. 
Yeah. And that's what I'm going to give you. I can't yeah. tell you how many uh, events that I go to where other destinations try to tap into what's authentic yeah. about their destination. Mm-hmm. And what you're describing is exactly what is in the DNA of West Hollywood. Absolutely. That most people don't get to see when they visit a place right. because they'll go and they'll stay in a nice resort or mm-hmm. they'll they'll experience whatever that particular organization wants you to see. Right. That's why I love what you do because it really gets to like I said the DNA, the soul of what's happening on the strip and you know, it's got so much history that it can only be shared with somebody who really understands that. I've lived it. it. Yeah, yeah you know? I was just about to say you've lived it. It's really fun when you take someone to a certain place, and I'm like, you take them this little nook and cranny, and then I show them something that happened. I go, oh, by the way, behind this door, <laughs> and then that's when their eyes light up, and that's what the, the the whole reason I do this. And I think you know we're in the hospitality. I love people, mm-hmm. and I get people from around the world to come here, and this is their pilgrimage. You know, they come here because. This is where they want to be. Mm-hmm. They, they've heard about these places. And then when I could show them those and take them, let's say, backstage to certain places, then there's a hidden room even back there. It blows their minds. My whole tour is about one thing. I want to blow your mind. Yeah. And that's why I've gotten a lot of positive feedback for it. And, and it's, I get a lot of joy out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of I mean, course. I get a rush out of giving them the experience. Yeah, of I've course. had a person take my tour four times, you know? I had a guy take my tour twice in one one week because he enjoyed it so much. And it's so funny because the first tour, we saw Al Pacino. The second tour, it was Miley Cyrus. They're right next to us. And then they're just, he's like, I can't believe this. But like you were saying earlier, my tours are different every time just because, for instance, the day tours are a little more mellower because- yeah. Um, not as many places are open, obviously. Yeah, like, of like the clubs aren't open and all that. But a lot of people like that tour because some aren't that wild. Yeah, yeah. Of <laughs> you want to get wild, you do my night tour. That's the five o'clock Ooh. tour. And then <laughs> on certain occasions, certain things happen, and all of a sudden there's a party here, and then you're on a rooftop, and there's a certain party there. A lot of times I can pull this stuff off for you, and you're an experience that you just can't believe. So, so. would you have? I mean, of course, I'm sure you've got so many favorite stories just because again you never know what happens yeah. on what's going to happen on a tour um do you have some standout favorite well i'll, I'll put it this way something just happened the other day so i was doing a tour saturday night and uh you know it's grammy's weekend and i'm i, I started a place called barney's bean we will probably talk about m- more and i saw this couple they're like johnny we did your tour. You remember me? Like, yeah, they did it back in November. I recognized them, mm-hmm. right? They're from Calgary. And they did my tour in November. And uh, I took them around, do my tour. I took them to this one location. And it's co- towards the end of the tour. And all of a sudden, they look. And this guy gives them a head knob and smiles at them. And it was Julian Lennon. And they were like, uh, just oh, mesmerized. Wow. And like, he he just heading on us. I go, yeah, man, I kind of know who he is. Like, we're coming back here for the Grammys. And I remember, they came back for the Grammys. No way. So they were here this weekend because they had such a good time. And, and it's, you know, everyone's here on the Grammys in this area. So yeah. it was really cool running into them. That's so cool. And, and also proof that, you know, it's like people get a taste of the West Hollywood experience yeah. and they want to come back. Absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm sure you agree with that. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's that's the allure of it. Like yeah. you talk about, there's like there's a certain kind of electricity and a buzz here that Absolutely. people feel. This and, is the spot. Yeah. Even for rock and roll, you know, 
you know, the LGBT, everything, yeah. uh, art, yeah. fashion. It's all, this is the heart of LA. I would say this is the heart of the west side of the country. I mean, it really is. And it's in a, such a, you know, 1.9 square miles or a small little town of 39,000 right. people. And we have our own little nooks and crannies in the middle of LA. Yeah, absolutely. And to put it into perspective, so it's like when you're saying this is the heart, I mean, this is like where so much culture absolutely. comes from. Yes. And that's through music. It's through style. It's through art, as you mentioned. So, I mean, it really is. The, those are those are bold words, but I agree with no, you. No, they're true. <laughs> they're very there true. There was a, one of our former mayors of West Hollywood had a quote, which was, most places consume culture. Mm -hmm. In West Hollywood, we export it. That's fantastic. And I thought that was really, that, that's, that that's taps the, into what it, what it is. The world kind of looks for what's next. Right. Yeah, that's, uh, for what happens here. Yeah. That's, that's great. That is spot on. Yeah. I love that. Now, we're, okay, we're talking more about um, West Hollywood. And what about this? Like, are there any hidden places in West Hollywood that you love that maybe people might overlook? Okay. I'm going to reveal one. Oh, okay. Yeah, you don't need to reveal I, I, all. I, 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 gonna okay, I'll reveal a few the things. Carrot. Yeah, dangle the carrot. But this is all <laughs> access, so I'm going to give you guys a little bit. Okay. So one of the places I go to is a place called Mystery Pier Books. And you're like, okay, what's that? Okay. What is that? Well, it is. It's been there for 25 years. It's a, it's a bookstore. And you're like, okay, well, what's that got to do with rock and roll? No, that's where all the rock stars go. Okay. That's where all the movie stars go. And it's on my tour. And when I take you in there, I take you down this kind of small little, uh, you know, kind of tunnel alley into this place. And it's all first edition books signed by authors and so forth. So they, really? literally, have, they literally have Shakespeare in there. They have screenplays from, from anything you can think of. And then on the walls, you will see pictures from, every, from everyone from Bono, Jimmy Page. That's where Jimmy Page gets his Aleister Crowley. This is where uh, you'll see pictures like Fleas in there. The last time I was in there with my group, Angelina Jolie was in there. And this is kind of a hidden spot. And it's super cool. And the owners are a guy named uh, Harvey and Lewis, their father and son. And Harvey was actually in Jurassic Park 2. No way. Yeah. And he was a guy named, he played AJ in it. Yeah. And if you're a fan of it, you would recognize him he wears a tunic and it's got and he gets eaten by a dinosaur <laughs> his claim <laughs> yeah. to fame his claim to fame by a dinosaur but, but you would be surprised yeah. how many jurassic park fans are on my tour and they want just that, that's their favorite part yeah but then you see these things and you can buy these books there and some are not cheap they, they sell stuff there for 50 100 grand of course so like a hundred dollars but people go in there and buy that and they're just blown away by this spot that's right there in the middle of everything that you don't know. And it's right off the Sunset Strip, correct? Right. I mean, yeah. it's on the Sunset Strip yeah. hidden, yes. Yeah. It's super cool. That's so cool. Yeah. And, and again, it's like, you talk about these moments as far as like walking in there and seeing these books. I mean, it, it really is like only in West Hollywood. Right. Would that be? They're the one of the top stores in the world. They travel the world getting these books. And This is where the stars want to go because it's there. Yeah, and it's for them, and it's hidden, and it's hidden, which is which is always a a big part of of that celebrity life, right? You know, totally. it's like be out and about, but also be a little bit discreet. So, okay, um, I'm loving this already, and I'm also, by the way, adding that to my list. Any advice would you have for somebody that might be um, to get the most out of their visit to West Hollywood? The Rainbow, ooh, the Rainbow Bar and Grill. Um, <laughs> for those who don't know, uh. uh what the rainbow is it's right next to the roxy theater uh, right down the street from the uh whiskey this is the heart of rock and roll 
experience because it has everything. It has food. By the way, the food's fantastic there. Yes, the it pizza, is. Not just pizza, but they have it like a casserole. They have steak and lobster. They have Impossible Burger. They got everything you want there. And by the way, I'm just going to give them give you guys a little head up. Get the mozzarella sticks, the the little the little things. As have an you appetite. had them? No, but no, 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 no. Get I'm those. Going. Like they couldn't be worse for you. But I mean, you're on vacation. No, no, no. Right. It doesn't matter. Oh, they're just they're just old school, gooey and good. Get the mozzarella. Trust me on that. But the booths there, by the, the way, the booths are, so- are fantastic. And this is such a long. I'll just kind of go a little bit Please. the history of the rainbow. So this opened in the in the mid 30s, and it kept turning over, kept turning over. Why did it keep turning over? Because things were so crazy there. Okay, they got busted for uh, prostitution, drugs for, 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 you know, back in the 30s, in the wild 30s, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of breaking all the laws for alcoholic beverage. There were shootings there. It was a wild, wild place. Wow. And then in the 40s, a guy named Vicente Minnelli, he buys the place. You might recognize the name because he proposed to Julie Garland there, one of the booths. That's Liza Minnelli's father. Yes. And he ran the place. And that's basically what it looks like today. And then it was where all the stars used to go. Joe DiMaggio had his first date with Marilyn Monroe there. Tony Curtis hung out there. James Manfield. Anyone was hanging out there. And this is during that era where, you know, all the movie stars were hanging out on the strip, especially in that area. And everything was going great. But what happened? Well, rock and roll happened. Ooh. All of a sudden, you got the place... You've got uh, the whiskey, you've got the London Fog. All these places are open up on the Strip. And there you have the Rainbow. Uh, before, it's called the Rainbow. It's called the Villanova at the time. I should have said that before. Mm-hmm. Sitting there with all these movie stars. And guess what happens? All these, as they would say, these filthy hippies are hanging out <laughs> on the Strip. They don't want to hang out there anymore. So guess what? That place goes under. Villanova goes under, opens up as a windjammer for a while. That doesn't last too long. And then it opens up as it is today in 1972 as the Rainbow Bar and Grill. The band Rainbow is named after the Rainbow Bar and Grill. And the first weekend they had a party for Elton John at the Rainbow and it was a big hit and other parties occurred and this was the became the hot spot to where to go. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I, you know, this is such a great reminder of you really are like walking through history oh. and decades of it. And it's rich and like people... That we know, like we're all familiar with all of these random movie stars and and musicians from over the years. Right. And to know that they've all like been there at one point in time or even at the same time. Right. And it's and it's fun to go in there. There's certain booths. And when I take you in there, I kind of take you around and I this is what happened here and there. And there's these booths where Led Zeppelin would sit. There was a booth mm-hmm. where Pete Townsend's booth was. Now it's Slash's booth. There's a Guns N' Roses booth. <laughs> there's things I'm not even telling you that that happened in there that are kind of hard to believe. We're talking, um, I mean, no, you've mentioned a couple of places, but, um, and we've definitely talked a lot about the Sunset Strip, but can you like name a couple of like the cool clubs, venues, um, you know, for those people that are tuning in that might like help them register? Oh, I didn't realize that was on the Sunset Strip. Like what are those, what are the places? One of the places is called the Andes Hotel. Oh, okay. And, and it's a, you know, it's a high rise hotel, but way back it was called um, the Gene Entree Continental Hotel. Mm-hmm. And then it turned over and became the Continental Hyatt, mm-hmm. also known as the Riot Hyatt or <laughs> as the Riot House. Some yeah. of you listening probably know what I'm talking about. For those who don't, you ever hear about bands that would destroy a hotel room and throw furniture out? All about this place. That's where it happened. <laughs> yeah. That's also where they filmed Almost Famous. Oh. Okay, so when you watch the, the yeah. show Almost Famous, 
uh, the movie Almost Famous, that is where they filmed it at. They did that when they were changing the hotel over. They they kind of redid uh, what it looked like back in the days. Now, Led Zeppelin was ultra famous for being there because they would destroy the room and they would throw furniture out and they had their manager and he would let them do this kind of stuff and they would just take over, you know, two to six stories of the hotel, depending how big their tour was, and they would just destroy the place. And it has a lot of history. Now, if you go there today, <laughs> they don't have any more balconies for you to do right. that. Right. <laughs> because they don't want you destroying the place. They learned that lesson. Right. And Jim Morrison mm -hmm. hung out the side there. This is where Keith Richards threw a TV out. This is where Keith Booth brought a drink outside up to uh, up to uh, Robert Plant. This is also where little Richard lived for 20 years. Oh, he lived there. He lived there, and he would come down and play piano every once oh, in a while. Oh, yeah, no big deal to just be there and just have little Richard playing <laughs> right. the keys. Then yeah. yeah. Lizzie hung out there. The Who hung out there, and I'll give you even for the, even the hardcore metalheads. Uh, Lemmy, Lemmy from Motorhead, he wrote the song Motorhead there on a balcony, and that's literally when he was when he was in Hawkwind, that's when he... he uh, wrote the song Motorhead and kind of got the idea for Motorhead at that hotel. That's amazing. So it's, it's got all this, plus it's got a great rooftop. So I take mm -hmm. you up there. Yeah. I'm giving you a little more insider. I take the rooftop and the view is, is spectacular. Yeah. You get to see the whole Best area. views, I think, Best, in the city. In the city. Yeah. For sure. And yeah. uh, it, it's kind of mind-blowing. It's, it's yeah. so mind-blowing. And then again, you, again, you're placing the history. Like all, yeah. all these people, we've probably seen those images. Right. That, like from from the newspaper in the past right. and all of that. I would say one place that I would recommend to my guests is a place called the Hotel Ziggy. Oh, yes. Okay. And Talk to us that. about that. So this opened not- This is great. So the Hotel Z Ziggy was called the Grafton before, which was a nice hotel. Mm -hmm. It's right on the Strip. It's right across from the Andes, right in the middle of everything. And it opens last April as, and it's called the Hotel Ziggy. It's fantastic. It's a rock and roll hotel. And they bring it all there. They have a stage there. Mm -hmm. They have bands play there. They have it set up so it's in a venue where they'll have a band play there. And if the band's kicking ass or people are showing up there, they'll roll up the side of the wall and expand the thing so more people can enjoy it. Amazing. The pool there is incredible. Mm -hmm. And it's totally rock and roll. Rock and roll flyers all over. Matt, actually, my band's old flyers up there. Um, awesome. You know, on the roof, I mean, on the, you know, roof inside. And it's just, it's got a vibe. They got great pizza, they got great drinks. It is fun. Yeah. So I, this is the new Hollywood yeah. and uh, West Hollywood, I should say. And even the pool last summer, they had all, they had bottle service. They had bands playing there. They had uh, DJs. It's just, and there's some hidden things there that I take you to that most people don't know about. Yeah. They've really done it right. And I see a good future for West Hollywood. So if you're going to come in and change something, this is the way you do it. Yeah, well, because it has this retro vibe. Yeah, absolutely. Which is really cool yeah, because yeah. it taps into so much that's been going on yeah. in on the Sunset Strip in West Hollywood. It shows but respect then, for the strip. 100%. Yeah. Because there is so much here. Like, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You can't, you can't make everything um, vanilla. And, it, and I don't think that we have, you know. I mean, that's what's so unique is that there are so many different places that you can stay depending on the type of experience you want. But then right. you just go out the front doors and... You're like right there right. In, in the mix of everything. So, okay, I want to talk about access here. What's some insider knowledge that we should know? Like whether it's like, you know, a lot of these maybe you have to get tickets for. So obviously yeah. it's a, a ticketed venue. We understand that. But like when should people arrive? Like when should people be planning ahead? Are there yeah. like places they should stand? Maybe a better bar. There's a bar on the upstairs, the second level, whatever that is. Right. Any, any? Okay, well, I'll, I'll, yeah, let's go over this. Okay. <laughs> I'm taking notes. Yeah, no, it's, right. it's, it's, it, it, and this will save people a lot of time yeah. and maybe 
some misery about, you know, like you kind of want to know where you want to park. Parking around here is usually 10 Ooh. to $20. That's one thing you want to look at before you come up here, where to park for different venues. I would say the number one thing people say to me when we go either the, the Roxy or the Whiskey and even the Troubadour, how small they are. Yeah, they're very okay. intimate. Every time I've taken people very in there intimate. or whatever, they're like, I just pictured, they expect the whiskey to be right. because they're such big names. Mm-hmm. Well, those three venues, the Roxy, the Whiskey, Trooper, they only hold 500 people. Mm-hmm. It's an intimate experience. And this is where the guts and the explosion of rock roll happened in such a small place. And people don't realize that. Yeah. So when they go in there, they're like, wow. Mm-hmm. Now, even the Viper Room itself only holds about maybe 250 people. Yeah. So, and that's a completely different experience. Totally and different. I, I used to play the Viper Room all the time. This sounds fantastic there. But regarding the, the Viper Room whiskey, I mean, the, the whiskey, the Roxy, and the Troubadour, because it's such a small venue, the sound is pretty good, pretty good everywhere you stand. Yeah. So you don't really have to worry too much about that. I think that's also a really good reminder as well, too, because I know every time I've been to any of the venues, after years of knowing of them, and this, you know, there's this folklore and you have this idea it's built up and then you go and you're like wow it is so it's so they're so intimate right i mean you really can be up close and personal and especially if you are a fan of that band like that is that is the way to go right you know and and that's a way to get to even know them and Mm -hmm. from that you never know what happens you might end up backstage with a talking to someone because they think you're cool or something you have in common you just never know and you know what? You support these bands. Mm-hmm. They're really making their money mostly on merchandising and so forth. So go up there and buy a shirt. Buy, you know, buy whatever. Perspective. Let's say I'm sitting here in New York and I'm like, oh, if they, I, you know, I'm planning a trip. I'm going to West Hollywood. Where should I stay? There's so many good places to stay. There's kind of everything for any budget, too. Um, I think a great place is right by here is the Ramada. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're, they're reasonably priced in a safe area, yeah. which is West Hollywood. And if you're on a, on a budget, I would stay there mm-hmm. or or at the um, Best Western on Sunset. I yeah. think I think that's an underground, uh, reasonable place to stay. All these places that I've mentioned, like the Andes, yeah. the Ziggy are great. Um, I really like the Sunset Marquee. Yeah, um, Sunset Marquee, great. And, and that, that is, that's another kind of hidden one, but that's... There's a lot of history there as well, too. There's a lot of history. Their bar, right? It's a hidden place. I don't want to give away too much. No. (laughs) But uh, the Sunset Marquee is incredible. Um, It's three acres. It's beautiful. It's gardens. It's got so much history. I've seen everyone there. Um, (laughs) You know, uh, from Roger Waters to uh, Morrissey to Smashing Pumpkins to Green Day to... Def Leppard, a lot of these bands like mm-hmm. to, to hang out there. And it's a cool spot, and I'm fortunate enough for them to let me come in there with my groups because I know they're going to behave. But yeah. this is a cool place where they hang out. Yeah, It's just got a, it's got a, a luxury vibe to mm-hmm. it, but you're right off the strip. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to play it cool there. If you want to go crazy, you can go to the Whiskey and the, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Roxy sure. or the Rainbow. <laughs> that's where you go do your wild stuff, but this is a cool spot. So that's kind of one of my hidden places and a lot of my tours stay there yeah 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 well and that and that makes a lot of sense you know when visitors are just coming to los angeles in general what do you think is why should they stay in west hollywood um because this is where it's at 
Okay, I mean, you all the things you will. Yeah. You got that yeah. sound well, The bottom line is this. <laughs> watch. We'll a lot of my tours, let's get, I'll give you an example. A lot of my tours stay at the Best Western Sunset Plaza, right up there on Sunset. It's reasonably priced for that hotel. Now, what they do is they take an Uber from LAX, get, stay at the Sunset Plaza. They don't even need a car because usually it's $40 for parking, maybe 60 someplace. They don't need a car because everything's there right across the street is the uh, comedy store. Right mm-hmm. down the street is rock and roll. R- right, next to it is, uh, right next to it is the Saddleback Ranch. If you want a lot of food with a bunking bronco you can sit on, it's there. <laughs> and who doesn't? Who that, doesn't? I, I mean, <laughs> right? that, that's a way to round out a trip. Right, right down the street is Hotel Ziggy. There's something going on there. Yeah. Right next to it is the Sunset Tower, which, you know, uh, that is uh, where Bugsy Siegel used to live, you know, and that's where John Wayne used to live. It's it's got history and you feel like you're in the shining mm-hmm. in the place. So anything that's kind of fun and kind of wild and <laughs> historic and kind of bitching, yeah. it's here. <laughs> yeah. Another soundbite. Yeah. <laughs> 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 exactly. No, I love that. Any final questions from you? I think uh, you know people love to come and do your tour, and we love to send them to you. Why don't you just again give your uh, website address yeah. and how people get a hold of you? So it's Rock and Walk Tours. Dot com and uh yeah i'm johnny D'Amico. I, i'm the only one who does the tours because i'm the only one who has the access to take you places i love it oh, yeah. i love it well thank you well, i have to say i'm blown away by this conversation yeah and i'm adding a couple places to my list and i Same. thought i knew it all yeah. so yeah. thank you for enlightening us absolutely this is awesome.